United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed had been in office about a few months when he started a peace process to end a 20-year conflict with Eritrea and now has been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. This is not a name, a household name, and quite frankly, uh, what's going on in Ethiopia and Eritrea is probably not something you talk about a lot, but it's an important issue and one that deserves some conversation, which is why we are lucky that Susan Stagant can join us. She is the Director of Africa Programs at the United States Institute of Peace, tweeting at Susan, S-T-I-G-A-N-T. Susan, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on. Who is this 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 man who won the Nobel Peace Prize? Um, Dr. Abiy uh, comes from an interesting background. Um, he, you know, Ethiopia is a country with mixed religion, uh, and he comes from mixed parentage. So his mother um, Christian, his father Muslim. Uh, he was involved in the intelligence and security services in, in Ethiopia. He has a PhD in peace and security studies, um, and he became prime minister um, at a very young age. He's now 42 years old, um, and as you said, he's really provided leadership and ushered in a, a massive reform process in his own country in Ethiopia, um, but also helped to end what was a 20-year war that was frozen. So no active fighting, but no peace, borders closed, families separated, um, and has really put, I think, given hope in a place where, where people were really doubtful of the possibilities of peace. And, and when you said young, and I looked at his picture, I said, wow, he is young. He's not as young as Greta Thunberg. A lot of people had thought maybe she was in the running. But this sounds in its own way significant in that it calls for bringing some people together, I guess. How did he do that? Um, well, I think um, as in a lot of a lot of first steps, it takes um, some courage. It takes um, somebody to stand up and, and extend a hand forward. Um, and I think this was very much the case between Ethiopia and Eritrea. Um, there were part of the outstanding issue was a disputed border area. Um, so Dr. Abbey also had to convince um, those within his own country that there was a way to move forward on that disputed border. Um, so, so I think that's been an incredibly important step. Um, he didn't do this entirely alone. I think there was some some interesting support and um, encouragement from partners, um, particularly in the United Arab Emirates, who helped to provide some financial incentives to make this deal um, look attractive. And of course, the, the United States has, has worked for many years to try to bridge this, this gap and resolve this war that, you know, at the time led to an estimated 100,000 deaths of people and thousands of people being displaced. Now, Eritrea has only been independent of Ethiopia since, what, 1991? Is that right? Uh, 1991 was when the, the peace agreement was signed um, okay. between the two countries. But, but they uh -huh. were previously one country. And um, importantly, Eritrea has the border with the coast. Ethiopia is a landlocked country, a landlocked right. country of 110 million people. On the Red Sea, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, and this is important, I think, you know, for people who are trying to locate in their minds and maybe not thinking about Africa, but Ethiopia, Eritrea, right there on the Red Sea, but right across from there is, is, is Yemen, and Ethiopia's east is Somalia. So this is obviously, and Djibouti's right there, it's not exactly a, a calm place in the world. So we can, one can only imagine that trying to form a peace process there is, is a challenge at the very least. 
it's definitely a challenge between Ethiopia and Eritrea, but I think um, just as important um, as that is that this, this Nobel Peace Prize shines light on the transition that's taking place within Ethiopia. And when Dr. Abiy started as prime minister in April of 2018, he initiated massive reforms um, in his own country, opening up free media, releasing political prisoners, um, welcoming opposition parties back. Um, and this is, this is, I think, a very welcome change. Um, and there's been important progress. But with elections on the horizon next year, a very complex political, ethnic, religious composition of the country, um, his leadership is very much needed to take the country forward. And, and really, the country needs to figure out how they want to go forward together and how they can form a political settlement, a peace agreement internally uh, to make sure that these reforms really take root and lead to, to a more peaceful Ethiopia. Susan Stigat with us, United States Institute of Peace Director of Africa Programs. We're talking about the Ethiopian Prime Minister winning the Nobel Peace Prize. You know, I was reading one account that said that uh, Dr. Abiy was been he's been compared in some ways to Barack Obama. In other words, he had won the Nobel early in his tenure, and maybe he was untested at this point. It was more aspirational. What, what, what's your assessment of that? Well, I think um, Dr. Abiy won the prize based on some of his key accomplishments, so namely the reforms he initiated within Ethiopia and the start of a peace agreement and peace process between Ethiopia and Eritrea. Um, but I think the, the committee was very clear, the Nobel Peace Prize committee was clear that it also sets an expectation that he will continue to provide that leadership forward. You know, peace agreements don't come just with a handshake. They have to be grounded in changes in people's lives. They have to be grounded in institutions and organizations that connect people and that can manage conflicts when they arise. And that's that's very much true um, in terms of what's needed between Ethiopia and Eritrea going forward and within Ethiopia itself. Uh, Susan, I want to ask a question more general about Africa, because as we mentioned at the outset of this conversation, the United States often leans toward Africa, is saying each president says we need to make it a priority. What is this sort of the state? And I know we're talking about the entire continent here, but are, is the United States on target when it comes to trying to focus on some of the key emerging issues in that in that continent, on that continent? Where where are we when it comes to those uh, concerns about Africa? Hmm. Well, you mentioned earlier the, the neighborhood where Ethiopia finds itself um, and some of the ongoing violent conflict and security challenges. Um, and I think, you know, it's important to note that Ethiopia matters to the United States because they have been a longtime security partner, particularly in Somalia, where, where there's a shared interest in addressing the threat of al-Shabaab, the violent extremist organization. Um, I think Africa is a, a continent of great promise. Um, it's the place where consistently in public opinion polling, um, young people in particular talk about their desire and their aspirations for a democratic system, for a better life, for employment, um, for education. And I think those are, are values that very much align with what the United States has consistently articulated um, in its, its own policies and its own priorities. Um, and so I think there's, there's very much an, an open door for U.S. engagement in Africa. Is is economic engagement possible also? I mean, we often hear about trade and so on, but I, I wonder, you know, there are certain countries that have economic security, others are, are dirt poor, and I just wonder where, where that's going. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, the economic engagement is really a critical piece. And we, I think we too often separate that from peace and security issues. Ethiopia is a, a really prime example where the median age in the country is something like 18 and a half years. Um, young people are going to school, they're educated, but they're, even though Ethiopia has one of the largest growth rates on the continent, um, it can't keep pace in terms of providing jobs to young people. And so investment and engagement by U.S. companies is, is really critical to helping to secure the peace. And that's, that's not just Ethiopia, that's more broadly. But that has to be coupled with you know, some, some confidence for international and U.S. businesses that, that their investments are secure, that the regulatory environment is consistent and predictable. Um, and so I think this is where the reform process and, and the business side, they, they really need to come together, I think, to be a little bit more closely aligned going forward. Susan, I do appreciate you being on the program today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Great to talk to you. Susan Tagant, Director of Africa Programs at the United States Institute of Peace, overseeing programming uh, on places like South Sudan, Nigeria, Sudan, uh, Tanzania, Kenya, and more, and just wanted to get her general sense of Africa, but really focusing on the Prime Minister of, uh, of Ethiopia being awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, Prime Minister Abi, as she noted, is uh, just 42, 40, well, she said 42, I saw one report, he's 43, but the very young man, but was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for what he had been doing with Eritrea. So we wanted to bring a focus on that. She, by the way, is tweeting at Susan Stigant at Susan, S-T-I-G-A-N-T. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.